Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. Before I continue, I'm going to be hosting a History Zoom conference on the Bar Colony Expedition that would eventually found Lloyd Minster. It's a very interesting story. It's a story of trials and tribulations and success, and I think you'll really enjoy it. It happens on June 29th at 2.30pm, and you can register for $10. Just go to my website, CanadaEHX.com, or email me at Craig at CanadaEHX.com. Also, if you want to support the podcast, you can. Just go to Patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. Sass Jordan is one of our most prominent rock musicians of the past 30 years. She's a Juno Award winner. She's been the Billboard Best Female Rock Vocalist Award winner. She's done music for movie soundtracks, much more. And she's had several hits over the course of her career. I had the pleasure of interviewing Sass Jordan just a little while ago. Now let's go to that interview now with a Canadian rock icon. What got you into, uh, into music? Oh boy, I think it's more like what didn't get me into music. (laughs) 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 I think it's just life. I mean, really, uh, let's see. Okay, the proper answer would be that it just seemed to be a friend when I didn't feel like I had one. So it was a way to connect with, I guess, even other people um, just through the emotion of the music um, and the emotion of the song or what the lyrics were saying or the, you know, the energy of the person singing. Um, I was, I, 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 all I ever heard before the age of about nine or 10 years old was classical music, interestingly enough, because my parents were into classical music and they didn't really, they never listened to anything else. And uh, my brother and I hadn't discovered that you could turn the dial on the radio and something different would come out until then. (laughs) What was it like to see yourself on on something like Much Music for the first time? Uh, Very weird. Very weird. But it it was, I mean, it made sense because I made the video so I'd been there and done that and I knew it was going to happen but then when it actually happened it was it was odd sorry I'm looking for the right words (laughs) Uh, it was extremely exciting and very odd at the same time because you know when you live in your body you don't see yourself on the outside (laughs) now everybody sees you know everybody's on video or what have you now but back then, which would have been like 1989, it was still pretty, you know, nobody had cell phones yet, you know, so it was it was a little bit more um, unusual to see yourself on film. Just an extension to that, what about when people started to recognize you when you were out and, and about, uh, was, it, was it kind of something weird to get used to as well? Yeah, it was horrifying. It was absolutely horrifying. I, cause I stupidly had not put together the two facts that if you are on television, <laughs> people are going <laughs> to recognize you out of television. I hadn't figured that one out quite yet. And so it was, it was very shocking. But luckily, back then... Again, there were no cell phones as such. So, you know, there were people. I mean, it was astonishing to me how people could magically materialize 
uh, cameras and stuff out of thin air. Uh, <laughs> even back then, it was pretty astonishing. But you know, it just made me believe in magic even more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so over the course of your career, you've, you've had uh, successful albums, you've been on uh, soundtracks, things like that. Um, what, what are some of the highlights from your career? Mm. Gosh, that's a tough question for me because it all sort of just blends into one big bubble of I forgot the whole dang thing. <laughs> 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 Best way to stay young. Forget everything that ever happened. Um, <laughs> I would say, I would say, uh, getting a Juno. That was amazing because it was so entirely unexpected. That was a shock, a, a, a great shock, but it was a shock nonetheless. Um, playing in front of seven hundred fifty thousand people at a concert that the Rolling Stones were playing at. That was a big deal uh, for me. Let's see. I mean, there's so many things. Actually, just meeting fans who said to me, you know, that this this song or the the music had uh, really helped them get through difficult uh, times in their lives. You know, that's a... Those are really precious memories to me you know because i mean what the heck else am i really doing this for mm. you know it's it's to, it's to connect with people and to and to offer some kind of feeling that they aren't alone either you know because that's what that's what music did for me as i said earlier that's what music did for me when i was going through those times in my life so to be able to offer that you know pay it forward so to speak has been a huge blessing and probably that's the highlight of my career what is it like to you kind of mentioned the rolling stones and everything you know these people that you listen to or you know about over the course of your your life before uh before you start making music and everything and then you're yeah. performing with them or meeting them what 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 is that like yeah uh surreal it's absolutely surreal and it's happened to me on on numerous occasions i've been lucky enough to to be around people that I grew up listening to that I that I thought were just the most amazing thing in the world. But the, the most, I think the most fascinating thing about the whole thing is that everybody is just a human in the end. You know, it's everybody is basically on the same playing field, regardless of money, fame, or what have you, power, you know, worldly seeming power. It doesn't seem to really... It, doesn't really seem to make a difference in the end in the end you're just you're you're a human being going through whatever you go through and that was the most uh shocking in a way thing that i discovered through the years is that people are people no matter what they are you know Mm -hmm. no matter what no matter what yeah um when you look at canadian music we often get overshadowed by america or uh, the united kingdom but you know with the band and neil young and you know, all the way up to today. What do you feel sets Canadian music apart? Um, that's a really good question. And I say that because I can't think of an answer right <laughs> off. A lot of the biggest Canadian uh, music stars, people don't realize are Canadian half the time. Um, I don't know... I don't know that it's a nationality type of thing. 
so much as it's an individual kind of thing. It just, I think it really depends on the artist themselves or, mm-hmm. you know, the band themselves. Um, there's something fantastically honest about a lot of Canadian artists that I don't necessarily see but I mean everybody it just it really depends on it depends on the individual so mm-hmm. I can't answer that it's a Canadian <laughs> type of thing you know what I'm saying no no absolutely absolutely <laughs> um, yeah. how did how did Canadian Idol come about uh, well I was asked to audition for this show this television show that was going to be made uh, and I'd been asked to audition Actually, I'd been asked to do a sort of uh, I don't, how, like a con. It's like a contestant type show prior to being asked to do Canadian Idol, and it had been the most ridiculous offer ever. Like <laughs> seven months of the year for seven hundred dollar honorarium type of thing. You know, seven months of your life for like seven grand or some <laughs> crap like that. And so I, I was, I was like, nah, I don't think so. Uh, when my agent called me, I just said, nah, I don't want to do that. That sounds silly. And then of course, um, about three days later, they called me back and they said, do you have any idea how much money they want to pay you for this? And I was like, well, uh, no, <laughs> why? <laughs> and then they told me and I was like, what time do I need to be there? <laughs> and that's how it started. <laughs> but, it, but it didn't end up like that. It ended up being one of the most fun things I've done in my life. You know what I mean? It was it was a magnificent experience. We had such a wonderful time. We laughed so <laughs> much. We met incredible people. I traveled all over Canada, which I really enjoyed. And it was just, it was a magical experience altogether. Um, Hard work. Oh yeah, I imagine. A magical yeah. experience. Was it yeah. surreal to be part of the uh, the Bowie alumni tour? Yes, of course. Yes, absolutely. Because Bowie was one of my biggest, biggest idols when I was a kid. You know, so I, and and the person who puts it together and who runs it is uh, Mike Garson, who is who played on some of my most favorite Bowie songs if he he played on most of Bowie songs to be honest but some of my most favorite ones it's him you know and to actually be working with him and to be around him and the other people it was something it's extraordinary it's a wonderful wonderful thing again it comes back down to that same thing that I said it's just the people are people mm-hmm. you know which is what's so great about them they're just people and whatever comes through them, I say just people. I mean, people are magnificent. <laughs> There's no such thing as just people. But what I mean is nobody is some glorified, you know, uh, angelic being. No matter what they do, they still they still have the issues that we all face. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it was extraordinary. And I will probably be working with them again once we are working again. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, what about how did you get involved with the uh, the whiskey and wine uh, brands? I did what I always do. I dreamt it up. I just started. I I wake. What happens is I just wake up in the morning and 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 a thought drops into my head, and I go, "I'm going to do that," and then somehow 
back to that old word that I love so much, magically, <laughs> things just seem, I reach out and things just seem to fall into place. And by the way, when they don't, to me, I take that as a sign that I'm not supposed to be doing that, that it's not coming from the right place. Do you know what I mean? No, so absolutely. I just I just go with my gut feeling. And and everything that comes to me just comes to me like that. It's just like a, a thought that drops into my head and I go, Hmm, that sounds exciting or interesting or <laughs> fun, which is my major byword of all time. <laughs> fun. If it's not fun, I ain't doing it. <laughs> so I have to find ways to fun, to make dusting fun, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Because I'm only human. <laughs> Um, tell me about uh, Rebel Moon Blues oh my goodness what a lot there's a perfect example of fun perfect example so the idea to do it came up which I resisted thoroughly in the beginning uh, for a million reasons and then I started to get signs and signals from my everyday life that maybe this wasn't such a bad idea. Then somebody said to me, you know, it's not that far removed from what you normally do. And I was, I was like, you know, you have a solid point there. And I started to do research into it and get into it, talk to the band, talk to people. And it just, it just, again, it just happened. It just, it, it flowed. There was this magnificent flow that happened with it. And it was, and it's one of the best, most wonderful experiences I've had so far, and I intend to continue it. All right, and um, you, you kind of touched on it uh, earlier. I know that COVID-19 is kind of upending everything, but once this is all passed and we're out of quarantine, um, what, what do you got mm-hmm. upcoming? Well, <laughs> I have to get my whiskey on the shelf. That's the first thing. Well, it's not the first thing. That's one of the things. I've got shows that are that have been all the shows that I well, most of the shows that I have ha, that I had lined up have been postponed. So I got I'll be doing those. I'll be getting into the new blues record, a new blues record, uh, and uh, all variety of fascinating and interesting <laughs> things that I don't want to talk about yet and jinx them. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. I do. I know, absolutely. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode of Canadian History X. And if you did, you can leave a rating and review. You can reach me at craig at canadaehx.com and you can find hundreds of articles on Canada's history at canadaehx.com. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.